The Red Rum Theater, episode 99, Big Fish. Yes. Every day it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Lanise. And Antonio Marino. And every month we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. How that movie raised us right or raised us wrong. Today we have the movie Big Fish, and how it taught us it's okay to have big fish stories. Now usually, you get the brothers coming to you live from the, uh, from the studio in uh, Flint, Michigan. Flint Town. Today... We have a special guest commentator. Now that we have a new setup, we can actually have more than two people on the mics. We're trying to figure out the sound, the, the, the uh, headphone stuff still. But you guys didn't know the Red Rum Theater were freaks. <laughs> Super freak. <laughs> I want to welcome to the Red Rum Studios, Henry Morales. What up, what up, what up? Now, if you don't know, Henry's you know. kind of like the, 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 we're the three caballeros over here. This is like I'm Tony's brother, but he has another brother from another mother named Henry Morales. Um, I'll call Tony on the phone to talk to him. And he'll be like, oh, Henry's calling. Hang up on me to, ah! answer, to answer when Henry calls. Hey, I mean, the truth hurts, dude. That's how it goes. Um, That's because your uh, first name's Pastor, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you guys have been like best friends for how long? Ten years? I don't know. I forgot. No, I lost count. Uh, it's been, uh, well, I mean, at least at least 12 years. At least something. 12 years. Um but uh, th- if, if you ever like, if we ever go to consolidated, uh, consolidated, we, we go to a barber shop called yeah. Consolidated here in Flint, Michigan, and uh, it's a great place. Ten dollars a haircut, which is a great, great place. They do a great fade. I mean, they, these guys cut good hair, no appointments. Ten dollars a cut. Show up early. And if me and Tony, or Tony and Henry, or all three of us show up, we to the ground. Sorry, I did something. something. Okay. But, um, what did you do, fool? It's taking it, blah, 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 blah. Um, Screw! <laughs> 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 oh, so, Henry's in the house because this is one of his movies. His this go to films. Watched, before we even thought about having a podcast, this guy was watching Big Fish every day. Tell I mean, us not every every day, but I I, I had the to only take a break. you only had two DVDs. I, did. Tell, tell I had story. to take a break though. Tell us the story. Uh, there was uh, years ago. Um, so I lived in Mount Morris with my sister, but I was working in Shelby Township. Uh, to kind of shorten the drive up a little bit, I was talking with Pastor Jim one day, and he has this little uh, Evil Dead cabin that's on his property right there. And uh, he said that I could go ahead and stay oh, there. Oh, you were in the bit. cabin? Yeah, dude, I that you thing. Were in the basement. That no, is no, an no. Evil Dead it's, cabin, bro. It's the bro. worst, dude. It's, I'm it's, surprised you want a deer head on the wall looking at you. Like, honest, dude, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I ever slept there with all the lights off. The lights were always on in every single room when I slept in there. It was wild, dude. Like I, I, I remember specifically like waking up, laying in the bed. I didn't even cover up because I didn't know what was under the covers. I'd just be sleeping there fully clothed almost every hands single night. The <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the cabin stays in the cabin. You'd be like, Tony, go home. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'd be like, screw. <laughs> Um, so you, you, you get so, okay. Is that power? That power? Oh yeah, it had everything. It was, was it plumbing. It was fine. Yeah. So so what happens is, um, when I live with my sister Mount Morris, um, my nieces they they had the DVD Prince of Egypt. 
So oh, that's right. That was the other one. That was the other one. So <laughs> I had a TV. I had a TV a with the, movie. It's amazing. Are you kidding? The music me? is so good, man. So yeah, he's don't uh, get me going. Singing, dude. singing like an angel and swearing like a ten year old. <laughs> so what happens is I got this. I got this big giant. I say big giant television. It was a twenty inch, but it had the DVD player like built in. Oh, I remember this dude. Straight up boob tube, man. It was crazy. And it was twenty inches wide because it was old. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And it weighed. It weighed a ton. Hey, get that in, man. Like that's how it. Like when you move it, that's it. <laughs> So it had the, the DVD that was in the TV was Prince of Egypt. So I literally, and I had no cable, but every time I'd, I'd, I'd stop in there, I'm eating lunch or something, I am a watch TV while I eat person. Even if it's for five, six minutes, it's going to be an awesome five or six minutes and I'm going to watch something. So I watched yeah. Prince of Egypt for six minutes. And then finally, uh, Isaiah was there, and I, I was talking to him. I'm like, man, Prince, you want to come in and watch Prince of Egypt with me, dude? It's great. This is the part where, <laughs> where Moses take, tears it up. And and he's roll, Bush, he's rolling his eyes, I guess. <laughs> no, Isaiah's so nice. Yeah, sure. Like, he come over, and we'll watch it. Prince of Egypt. Dude, finally, oh, like, this is young Isaiah. Yeah, this is young Isaiah. Pre-military, right? How young oh, yeah, was for he? sure. He was in high school. Screw. <laughs> <laughs> we'll explain that later. Um, so he, he would come over. Like, we, we would, we'd hang out there for a little bit. But one day he was like, hey, man, I said, can I borrow a movie, dude? Just Because so, I was going to be home for the weekend or something. So I'm, he goes in there, I borrow Big Fish. And I'm like, oh, I guess. It, never saw it? Never saw it. Oh, my oh. God. It, it literally, like, I'm like, this movie is amazing. And like, and then that became my new Everyday five minutes movie, here, yeah. seven minutes there, ten minutes there, whatever it was. And honestly, it I did that for probably eight months. Oh, my. Well, Henry's got an awesome dad with great stories. So that hit him like... My dad has every like it, it's, all it, well, the stories, it, and it's the same like it's the it's the same thing where everybody has heard his like I could come up to any conversation, and I'd be like, oh, I know this. Wait for the punchline, like, and it's just like, and honestly, it's 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 weird now because as I'm older and I see my dad, and I see him telling the stories, and he's all into it with his hands talking all that stuff, and he's just like, to the people who have never heard it are like so in, and Henry's like, wait, wait for it, wait for it. That's because you're supposed to be in sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's so he's so he's so uh, so good with telling the stories and all that stuff, and people absolutely love it. And there was, I guess, for uh, for a long time, you know, it was kind of too where I'm like, man, we can't ever get out of this mug without my dad just talking to everybody. And uh, I have become him. So that's totally, dude. So, he's heard all of my lines. <laughs> so this movie dropped January 9th, two thousand and four. Sixteen years ago, dude. We're old, man. Speak for yourself. Well, you're 39. Screw. 38. Henry's this 37. has a 75% Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad. Real good. Directed by Tim Burton. Probably, listen, I'm not a Like Burton. you said, when Burton's got an original script, it's that's, insane. That's what I'm talking He does so much, like, random, like, reimagining of stories. Like Sleepy Hollow or Charlie Chocolate Factory, Alice in Wonderland. Charlie Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Sucked. Planet of the Apes sucked. What's the first wait, one? Wait, wait, yeah, with Mark Wahlberg. Remember that, that was, was bad. A rough. That, that was, that was yeah. bad. Dude. That, that was wasn't as bad as M Night using uh, uh, <laughs> Mark, Mark Wahlberg for the happening. Oh, that's so funny. And you said Zoe. Planet of the Apes. I'm like, choose your next words wisely, dude. What did you just say? Yeah, which <laughs> which one? Because there's a couple dude. of those that are incredible. Listen, yeah. The new with James Franco, new ones. Yeah, are, those are un- unbelievable. John Lithgow, dude. Oh man, he was. I, that was man. You damn dirty ape. <laughs> Listen, I like the Heston one too. He's bad to the bone, dude. Oh man, Heston, that goes way back. But um, all I remember is that back when the monkey's mouth didn't move. Dude, but um, Burton. So I'm all about like Peter Big Adventure. 
is oh a classic. My gosh. To this day, I can watch that a hundred times. Beetlejuice, classic. Um, Batman, Scissor Hands, Scissor Hands. These, these movies he made, but he got, he got he, this is a guy who got kind of rut and never got out of it. I mean, it's him, Johnny Depp, and his wife, Danny Elfman. Over and over. And so what's his wife's name? Helena Bottom Carter. Yep, she's in all. She was great in this one. She she's great in this one. She was actually great in um, the barber one, Sweeney Todd. She was. That was actually a good movie. That's, Burton, remember, that's insane. Bro. That's Burton. But again, Burton is the everything's really yeah. dark, black and good. white. There's there's good moments, but they're they're they feel like the same movie over and over and over. They again. all got that weird feel, like just I I felt like this was outside of that. Well, it's he, he had just enough of it. Well, yeah, there's there. still remnants yes. of it. In and it. I mean, like, oh, like the werewolf when he goes that to was the town. There. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, the that werewolf. Was, yeah, yeah, the werewolf, and then just I mean, Danny DeVito was was <laughs> kind of amazing. He was yeah. stellar. We'll get there. We'll get there. And we seen DeVito booty, dude. Dude, craziness. He's got no booty. Was, you got no booty. <laughs> I, <laughs> Henry's got enough for both of us. I thought, I, dude, I love when they started, when they come up from his calves and they work his way right up the body, dude. I'm like, dang, dude. And then somebody pulls on Facebook, looks just like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Henry got too many inside jokes. Oh. <laughs> so, the cast. This cast's film is mm. superb. I mean, the cast is stuff. So start with Ewan McGregor as the young Edward Bloom. Um, first of all, what was the movie that made you realize Ewan McGregor is one of the best actors out there? Train Spotting. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> the one, the impossible. Oh my gosh, have you seen that? No. The one with the tsunami, the mission one, Mission Impossible. No, no, no. The impossible is is a in, it's in um yes no, Indian who's, who's Ocean. He, who's, he, who's he in there with? His what? The blonde Naomi uh, Watts, right? Yes. Yeah, Naomi Watts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, Dude, yeah. there's a scene with him. He he's trying to find his wife. He. He gets separated kids. from one kid and one when his wife. He's got, so he's got two of his kids and his wife and his other kid are gone. Oh, he's Just got he, three. That's yeah. Right. And he gives two of the kids to like a random. To get to safety so he can keep looking. Which is no way. No <laughs> way you give kids to a stranger in the middle of a, a disaster zone. But he, he's holding together and he, he calls his wife. He gets a cell phone. He calls his wife's mom, right? The only number he can find is his family. Oh, in-laws. that scene. Dude. You know what oh, I'm saying, dude? dude. Oh, and that dude, but the dude that, the, the dude playing the dude, the dude <laughs> the that let dude. him borrow the cell phone that was like here. Yeah. Oh, a little bit of juice. You can't leave it like that. Oh. You, I, that smoked me. Dude, dude, watching him fall apart. You, you, the camera That's never how blinks. it is. That's how it is. He loses it, but brings it back in in such a real way. Like, yeah. He like almost loses yep. composure yep. and then he's like, and then gets it back. Yeah, when he calls for... him back, then he, get, he gets it back. Dude, oh, man. listen, when I was in India and Steakin, Angie was sick and we lost the baby, I was manning up doing what I had to do. I called mom to tell her. And soon as I heard her voice, Niagara Falls, Frankie dude, Angie. I fell apart. I mean, I fell apart and I, I, I it was like a, being a little kid again. It's crazy when you hear that voice yeah, of safety. Oh, voice, dude, dude it's, it can. I can man up through so much, but when you, if I can let it let it go, just dude. Chandler said it best. It was a gate, dude. I'm friends when he's like, "You opened the gate." And he's like crying. Yeah, he it's true, dude. Crying. He's crying. When it's about when it when when you get over that edge, you're falling. It's, it's over, dude. But that you know, that show McGregor can just and not only can he act, the guy has charisma for days. Yeah, he, yes, does. he does. His smile, swag, dude. The guy is his stinking his like like that suit. What kind of 
there's a, the material, that old there's, 70s there's suit. There's one that shot hair. that shows you how great Edward Bloom is. There's a shot where everyone's afraid of the giant. He goes, oh, he'll have to try. And that, that <laughs> grin that he does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, boy, he'll squish you and without even having to try. And he's like, oh, he'll have to try. <laughs> that yeah, Bloom's the man, dude. But there's a part where it's like, it's like you know, you don't want to resort to mob violence. Will anyone go talk to him? I'll talk to him in the crowd parts. And he's just standing there with that swagger. He is. A, dude, the more we talk about this, the more I realize Henry's Edward Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. The thing we'll get to this. Like, like, I'll pay you after we leave there. Dude. <laughs> dude, who knew Edward Bloom knew so much about three-way switches? <laughs> dude, that, that, whole, that whole him growing up and just. Oh. Go ahead. I, I don't want to interrupt you. No, but uh, you McGregor. He. I loved him in, in sneaking Moulin Rouge. He's the best part of Star Wars, the prequels. I was going to say that probably as much as I fought Andrea on watching Moulin Rouge, when I watched it, he, he tore it up. Dude, when uh, the movie's so weird at first, I'm like, what am I? Like, there's that random Nirvana part, they're doing the high kick march. But when he, when Hugh McGregor opens his mouth yeah. and starts singing, um, My Gift is My Song, I'm out! Yeah. I'm like, it, this, I'm, I'm this movie, I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah. Like, Wow, is it, but McGregor, um, I like him as an actor. He, as Edward Bloom, he can do no wrong. His swagger, his charisma, and he's not arrogant. He's just—he's so—he's that you know that was I was thinking about stuff that we might talk about tonight, and that's kind of one of those things where I feel like you know him him saying and a few different times like okay he doesn't have much. But he's got more ambition than any man you're likely to meet. And there's him, that drive. It's the drive. And is it bad to say? I mean, I'm driven. I'm ready to do this. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm, I'm with you, dude. Well, the whole town knows his name. Like he's biggest gonna hit Asbury, you know, in my lifetime. And dude, I, you gotta feel bad for Don Price, especially when he's sitting on John. Uh, dude, what, you, you see him in the basketball game, just, yeah, watching the him football, football game, everything, like, everything. and he's older. Yes, and dude, this he, is Henry. <laughs> he's just in the shadow of Edward yeah. Bloom his whole life, Damn. dude. That's a hard thing when you're like a good, you're good, but there's someone great. It must be like how Tanya Harding felt, sticking. Remember that Winnell song headline news? Oh, Once there was a girl. Oh my God, that is terrible, dude. And the music video is even worse, dude. <laughs> dude, I'll tell you what. When he, like, so Price goes through all of these things growing up. In the shadow. And, and then the girl comes in the picture. And you're just oh, like, okay. oh, my gosh, now, dude. Before you get the girl, there's that great scene when you first meet Don Price. At the, and I just turned it off. because I watched it again with the kids because they love the movie. There's the witch scene where the four kids are all walking to the, see the witch. Your mama's a bitch. <laughs> you're so stupid. Because Don Price says that. Don Price, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a punk. And then everyone's like, don't swear in front of a lady. And they just start swearing, but they, it's little kids swearing. Yeah. Screw. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's great. I, I tell you what, though, us swearing, we were always professionals because we, from the hood, we just, it didn't sound good. It's it's kind of like, yeah, it's, learning. It's like, it's like ICP lyrics. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. Cause Too I, many F words. Like, I was talking with Andrea. We were talking about some stuff that's going on with our kids now being in that you know, in elementary school. Yep. And I'm like, I feel like I at least had a purple belt in cussing by the time I was in second grade. Oh, yeah, Like, dude. at least a purple belt, if not a black. Like, I mean, it when just... When the kids are... I'd say every single word I, that... I knew I wasn't good at saying them at first. You were always good. You, dude, your mouth told me. When, when I was in sixth grade, 
my buddy Mike Tucker. It was his birthday. Oh my so and his dad was at work. Mom was at work. Me and him, we at, we we rode the bus home together, and I went to his house because the birthday party was later on. We were gonna go there and hang out, and it was you know he could have me over because it was his birthday, and we were gonna have a couple hours till everybody got home. Well, we didn't know, but his dad came home early from work to surprise us for his birthday. So he's hiding. <laughs> me and Mike walk in the house. <laughs> F and F, man. Shoot, F, F, F. Ah! He's on one side of the house. I'm on the other. We're screaming F, S, P. Oh I mean, like kids do. And then all of a sudden, his dad comes out of the closet and grabs him and goes, surprise, foul mouth. <laughs> and, and I was oh, like, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go home. But he was just laughing. He thought it was hilarious. Dude, we were dropping the most swearies like foul mouth. <laughs> That's he wild, you he caught you. We were like deer in headlights. He grabbed and he came out of the closet. Oh, shoot. Dude. I'm like, screw. But <laughs> Don Price, in the witch scene, Bloom is so fearless. Goes up to the witch. He's awesome. Everybody freaks out. And I didn't know this. You just told me. <gasps> the little girl that scene. Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. There's no way. I'm telling you. Is. You, know, you should know, as long as you've known us, that if we both agree on it, you're wrong. And you don't agree on it. I'm you not saying, I'm not saying I'm, you just weren't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. I tell you, to tell you the truth, when Henry told me, and then I watched it again, I was like, holy crap. And I didn't crap. pick up on it until, I'd say. The 30th in, time you saw it? No, it must have been in the last, uh, I don't know, maybe two months, maybe. Oh, man. Yeah. And I mean that. I think it was probably thirty-eighth, thirty-ninth time. <laughs> but Edward Bloom, the the Price brothers are going, and they see how they're going to die. And the, the younger brother sees himself dying as an old old man. He's changing a seeking light bulb. That's a brutal way to go. Just, he falls off the ladder. He goes, "I was old, and I fell off the ladder and died." <laughs> and then the Don's like, "I wasn't old at all." <laughs> that <laughs> sucks, I'm, dude. He falls pants <clears throat> down, Playboy in his hand. You yeah. know what's funny is one day I don't know why, but Ernesto tells me he goes, "You know what, Tony." If you died on the toilet, I'll clean you up, pull your pants up. <laughs> I'm like, what the f***? Like, where's this coming from? Dude, you must have like, just watched Big Fish like, or something. Like, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. You know, I'll take care of you. <laughs> I'm like, thanks? <laughs> I'm going to die on the toilet? <laughs> Listen, die on the toilet with the Playboy in your hand, pants dude, on your ankles, this, be brutal way to th- die. With a Playboy in your hand, dude. Hey, oh, Playboy terrible. in my hand, a smile on my face. <laughs> he looked like the Joker. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking. Joker, Michael Keaton, dude. That's what I was thinking of. Thank All those people. Oh, that's, yeah. everybody, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I was with of, you, dude. dude. I was with you. That's so good. And they're like, Tony. That's exactly what I thought. I was thinking. All those people with the smiles on their face, dude. Dude, so David Check the Freak were talking. Uh, they were telling stories about um, first responders. Oh, finding crazy, shoot. you know, scenes. And this guy said that this guy and this girl <clears throat> were, were having sex, driving, and crashed, and they died. But then the paramedic t- that called and tell the story goes, yeah, and then uh, we got on the scene, and the record driver was like, yeah, did you see him? Must have been cold out here. <laughs> and Dave and Chuck are like, dang, even when you're dead, they make fun of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what- Oh my gosh! That's the thought. Must have been cold. The, the thought. You're like, man, that's how I go. <laughs> Listen, Don Price 
finally leaves leaves his Ashbury town, goes to Auburn University, meets a girl. Must think of himself, I'm out of the shadow. I'm out of the shadow. And then she goes to school. <laughs> Dude, so, so Edward Bloom sees her. Listen, what a beautiful scene. Oh my God. When he sees her at the circus and time Everything stops. freezes. And he walks. And then it catches up. It's amazing. And he's like, I'm going to work for this guy. And every month he tell me one thing about her. Why was he at the circus? Uh, he just stopped by there because he was walking through with uh, the giant, trying to get to, trying to find the big, big oh, city. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. He got the giant a job. Yep, the giant got a job. The giant is my favorite part of the movie, who is also the guy that's in uh, Devil's Rejects in House of Thousand Corpses. He's that's tiny. crazy. Um, Steakin. There's so many good stuff. So, oh, he he uh, circus works for Danny DeVito, and everyone tells him one thing about the girl. He works for Danny DeVito because Danny DeVito knows who the girl is. Right. Wait, I got, I just want to back up real quick because okay. this this of that scene like towards the end because you know when he sees the giant, Danny DeVito, and the first thing he asks him is, uh, "You ever heard of involuntary servitude? <laughs> no. Yeah, what about unconscionable contract? <laughs> no. Here, sign this." <laughs> Like, I had to look those up, and it's basically like... Slavery. Slavery yeah. and one-sided... Oh, that's what it was. i make you a star. It had, yeah, he's like, your, your friend just became a star. And he's like, and the best, he's like, I just, I just, I just lost the woman of my dreams who I'm going to marry, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, whatever. I'll, I won't, I won't... What does he say, Ewan McGregor? At that point, he says something about, I won't be happy until I find her again or something like that. And Danny DeVito just looks at him and goes... Damn, son. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's so funny because he's like, I, I won't stop until I find her. And he's like, damn, son. Like, he's just like, you like, got it hard. Yeah, you got hit. <laughs> um, let me guess. You know, blonde hair, curly. Yeah, he's like, blue dress. Like, huh? Like, I know her. You know, yeah. um, but everyone tells him one thing. I'll wear a flower. You. Just tell me one thing every month. I'm like, a month? I'm, I'm on a week, I'm bro. telling you. He's like, fear a flower? It's a dandelion. What about the part where dandelion. he's like, what about what he's like, he's like, uh, it's a daffodil. Daffo- oh, daffodil. He's like, daffodil. When he's like, no, when he's sitting there and he's like, daffodil. And then the elephant's like, bro. <laughs> <Just, laughs> oh, yeah. He's dropping drops. He's shoveling daffodil. It's like, he's scrubbing the fat man. Remember that with the boy? Oh, I know. Oh, the fat man's just sitting in that big old tub. He's like, she goes, goes to, to school. Oh, goes, goes to, to college. 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 And he gets shot out of the cannon. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, he, and when he meets her, dude, when he finally, first of all, DeVito, so what is, DeVito's in this movie. And then DeVito, I love DeVito. He's great in everything. Dude, film out from the train, he was, Owen, you lied to me, bong. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Steakin. It's the, our cousin Patty. They're <laughs> not uh, twins. Me and Henry's all time oh favorite. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that, Dude, he he's great in, uh, great in Twins. What else is he in? He's in Steakin. Um, Batman? Junior? Batman Returns. <gasps> the he's best penguin. penguin ever. No one's ever touched it because he's so good now. And he's, he's such a prevert as the penguin dude. I know. Hey, boss, there's somebody, somebody here, here to see you. you. <laughs> Too bad the hottest cat woman alive. I don't care. Um, Cell Pfeiffer's still gorgeous, dude. Steakin, uh, DeVito also, um, Death to Smoochie. <gasps> He He's was so good. Dude, that movie's underrated, bro. LA Confidential, he played a yeah. QT. On a, on a, yeah, the, 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 he's that. Um, but, dude, DeVito in this movie, he plays the circus guy. He's also a werewolf, randomly. We should do greatness on DeVito. He, and he's got it. Of course, he's got it. We just but, named uh, three. Steakin, he, he plays with DeVito. Um, helps him heal. Dude, DeVito turns into the werewolf. And his Indian little buddy. 
has the gun. Him. He has a gun with silver bullet. With the little tear. Dude, he's got a little tear cries. He's got to shoot. And he shoots Edward Bloom instead. Yeah. Edward takes the bullet because he needs DeVito alive to find out who the girl is. Yeah. So he's like, dude. And DeVito tells him, he's like, you're right, kid. Whatever you got, you got a lot of it. Yes. He's like, this is her name. This is her school. School sister ends pretty quick. You better go. So he go. And I love the Buddy Holly song. Do, do, do. Dude, was that Buddy Holly? I didn't know that. That is Buddy Holly. Hey. I just picture like I just picture Gary Busey. Hey, hey. Remember when the movie with Gary yeah. Busey gets his teeth knocked out and he puts chicklets in there? That's so funny. Hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to the, and he, oh, she opens the door and he just goes. Goes for it. He's like, oh yeah. I love you. Like, he's just like, I'm going to marry you. Man, I was gonna throw somebody under the bus, but I'm gonna say somebody that we know, <laughs> oh, and some girl that we know. He was like in school to be a pastor, and he's in the singles group with us. And he tell he says, "I got a crush on this girl. I'm gonna make my move." He pulled an Edward Bloom and was like, "This is what I see in the future. This is what I need from a wife. This is blah blah blah. Yeah, you know what do you think?" And she's like, "Yeah, he probably shouldn't call me ever again." <laughs> Listen, I pulled this with Angie. I dude. know you did. I, I, I dude, I stick in. You were the most unsmooth, bro. Dude, I called her up and I told her, listen. She's like, well, so I was, we're talking a little bit, and uh, I was planning to go to South Dakota working on a, a cattle beef farm. Uh, beef cattle farm. I don't know what they call it. Ranch. I don't know. A bunch of delicious stuff. <laughs> right. So I was going to work on a ranch with my, with my roommate. And she's like, okay, that's cool. I'm like, yeah, I think I might not go to the, the ranch after all. It's a lot of money, good work for the summer. But I might, I might come back to Michigan. She's like, why is that? And I was like, because you're there. And she was quiet. So I get, I get nothing from her. So I'm like, I'm like, here's the deal. I'm like, I like being around you. If I come home, I'm going to be around you as much as I can. And I'll pay for whatever that brings. Basically, for me, for me, I was saying, I'll walk all this way, walk all the way to the aisle with you if you let me. And she didn't say a word in response, dude. And I was like, all right, then. I guess I'm going to the beef farm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to go artificially inseminate some cows this summer. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just see a cow's face. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's a bull. <laughs> oh, we got that bull over there. <laughs> Took a I'm while go, to get her warmed up. I'm going to go that. brush my teeth. <laughs> Took her a while to get her warmed up, but after a while. She was going. She was going. All we got is that bull. Oh, and you hear it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> How could that bull smoking a cigarette? <laughs> and then he's taking a nap. But it's done, dude. That kingpin. Bull's yes. like, call me back in an hour. <laughs> oh my God. So... <laughs> but he goes, Edward Bloom oh goes full on, and she's like, But I do know who you are. You're Edward Bloom uh, from Ashbury. I'm dating. And it, it, it's Don yes, Price. Dude, dude, that poor guy. And Don, he's leaving all beat up. But he stops. I am going to marry you. And dude, he all goes. All the girls are like, <laughs> There's, the, there's the, the, he does a plane thing. The, puts a, the, the class. The class, the, um, yes. what are those called? The projectors. Yeah, he had a projector. And it, it's, I love, I love, uh, Sh Shannon Sharon. What's her name? Um, Swam, Swami, Swami. Sam, Sam, Sandra. <laughs> Sandra. Sandra. Um, Sandra Templeton. Templeton, that's what um, it is. And, uh, but then that, the, what is it? Not 
daffodil. You said it was. It was daffodil. Daffodil. The field of daffodils. All of them. It's beautiful. I called five states around the states <laughs> to make sure I get them. He's like, I told him, it's the only way I get my wife to marry me. And she, then all of a sudden, Don Price comes out there, and she says to him, yep. don't hurt him. He's like, if that's what you want. And he lets him go beat. Yeah, he gets his ass beat. beat. Takes a beating. And but the smile on his face. Well, the bloody, same smile at the beginning the where he's just like still smiling. Dude, it's dude. so good. Because he's like. And she gives Don the ring back. And then he gives him one more spagoose. Dude, like, ooh, dude. <laughs> and he one more beats smile, him up. Dude. He beats him up bad. Smile. And smile. <laughs> um, hey, but hey, the hey. beating he gives kills him. Oh yeah, that's right. He said it's that extra uh, extra cardio. Yeah. He had a ge- congenital heart failure. Oh and the toilet. Gosh. He's like, <laughs> oh, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, like <laughs> he's like the professor on Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's wrong again. <laughs> he got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, then listen, the old, the old Edward Blum is called Albert Finney. What a great actor! I love Albert Finney. He, dude, when he's in the tub. Oh dude, my Angie, gosh! <laughs> she cries every time. How many times have you guys seen it? Probably four or five times together. Dang, Gina. That's seen numbers, boy. When those she, are rookie numbers. <laughs> For you, it is. We're going to give those numbers up. <laughs> What's that from? You don't want to know. Never <laughs> That's what I was hoping. I was thinking. I mean, I want to. <laughs> but those are rookie numbers. <laughs> when she gets in the tub with them. Oh, okay. Is and it she me goes, or I'm never going to dry out. Is it me or was she just beautiful? She's, she's beautiful. Dude, she is. I mean, that she's been in, uh, she was uh, in the original King Kong. Yes, she yes. is Lang. Not Lang. the original. That's like the third. Original's like the 30s. Was there, there's been like seven King Kongs. Okay, Kongs. yeah, yeah. Like well, five she, King Kongs. Original to us. I mean, we right. were, yeah. It was like 70, 62. <clears throat> yeah, it was, but uh, she, Jessica Lang, she is, him he is, and the old man, he just, he loves her, dude. He loves her. He's a good man. And she loves him. Like, yeah. something fierce. Um, Albert Finney, he's, uh, Angie loves him from Annie. He's in the original, original Annie with uh, Show Temple, right? He's in Miller's Crossing, the gangster flipped by yeah, Coen Brothers. Yeah, kills the guys that come yes! to yeah. Oh, man, that, that uh, old daddy boy's playing the record like player. I can honestly say I don't know any movies that he's in. Oh, dude, he, he's in Aaron Brockovich with Julia Roberts. He won the Academy Award for it. Ain't nobody seen him. Yeah, Busted I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> okay, anyway, Finney's great in this. Um, you have a random appearance by Steve Buscemi in this Wow, film. is he awesome in this There's movie. a scene when they're dancing. In the si- Henry that always was- brings that scene up. Yeah. But, but it's, not even, it's not even Steve, though. It's the other dude, the, the guy that's like, you're yeah, early. You're early. <laughs> but in the background, Steve's oh, running yeah. with the yeah. camera, yeah. and yeah. he's doing that. Yeah, right that's now. hilarious. The wheel. Dude, this smile is so goofy. He's just like trying to stay in the camera shot. It's so funny. That's really funny. That whole Creeps me out. was wild. It's wild. Everybody's barefoot. The grass is perfect. Everybody's happy. It's like what the, the best hell? apple pie you ever had, dude. It's the, it's weird. It's a, it's, it's great though. That's why you never let somebody see a work in progress. <laughs> I love Spectre. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Jenny grabs his shoes, runs, throws them on a stick in line. You know what's funny is I was like, that little bee? Because <laughs> she wants him to stay. Right. How are you going to make it without your shoes? 
I suspect it's really going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Um, what happened to your shoes? <laughs> the giant comes out. Friend, what happened to your shoes? <laughs> Giant's amazing. Dude, he's so cool. He's awesome. Man, his Carl. head is misshapen, yo. Dude, what about what's your name, Giant? Carl. <laughs> his head looks like a foot. <laughs> That's so sad, dude. I know. Rest in peace, Giant. He he passed away. Yeah, oh he yeah. Did. Like a couple years after the movie was made. Um, Billy Crudup plays the son, Will Bloom. Billy Crudup is in The Watchmen. Uh, that it's a comic book movie, almost famous, has that old 70s stash. And almost oh, he's famous. awesome. Now, in this, he plays the son who doesn't, he doesn't like his father. Like, you see them have a, you see as it grows up, early, he, it's another story. It's the Boy Scout scene, the same story of the ring, mm-hmm. and he's sitting there with like, like this, a hand in his head, annoyed at his dad. The wedding. Just, the high schooler, the annoyed at the, pro- dude, the, the, the wedding. And the wedding, the toast, a good toast. It's really good toast. He's dude. like, sometimes the only way to catch an uncatchable woman is to give her a wedding ring. That's all, and he gives her a kiss, dude, it's a sweet yeah, toast. Yeah, it is very sweet. And his, and his bride, he loves it. Yes, but he, they have to fight out, out at the boat, and it says we didn't talk for five years. That's brutal. He gets him to, to uh, drink something when he comes to visit him. He's Being like, see, sure. they said we weren't going to, you know. We we're going to talk ever talk. again. Look, we're talking fine. <laughs> That's he, sad. He's, she, he's like, yeah, she was actually in the Congo last year. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Dude. He, <laughs> he just stands firm, dude. Think about Edward Bloom. Hey, what about, when he's, what about when, he's, when he's talking to him and he's like, the first thing when he breaks the ice, when his kid walks into the room and he's like, you're in for a rude awakening, all the diaper changing and all the laid up nice. He goes, you do any of that? No, but I heard it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steakin, Edward Bloom is a great man. And he, he lived this life where he lived this life that was very... It's full of adventure yeah. and, 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 and just great. He, he had a hero's journey. And living... As a son, and everyone loves your dad. Everyone thinks your dad's awesome and loves his stories. And you think, the shadow's hard to live in. You know what? It's almost like the son is Don Price. It's like like Rocky on Balboa. The kid can't do anything without being in Rocky's shadow. Right. And he he hates it. I, I feel like it's probably a little deeper in a sense where... The son sees the dad and everybody loves him, but he doesn't have that relationship with his dad that everybody else has. And the envy and the, uh, the uh, what word am I looking for? Where they're just, the bitterness of just like, you know, you you were never home. You were you were never changing home. all of these yeah, people's all lives. all these people who love you. Big impacts with this town, saving mm-hmm. the town, but you were never, ever there. I don't know you. Everybody got him, but they didn't. Yeah. But the thing is, as Jenny says later, She's like, we were the imaginary life. You were his real life. You were what he loved and cared about. And even though he's wor- he, he worked hard to provide for his family. Mm-hmm. Dude, that, that we get him a house and forget fence. Like that's it's a it's awesome when you see them like have a place. She's in the she's in that little like where's she living when like they're living in like a trailer or something at, at first. the very beginning when he takes off on the motorcycle. You talking Yeah and he starts selling the handomatic, yes! the handomatic. <laughs> oh, that's right. Dude. He's selling the thing. He takes it off. He's got the back scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
he is he believes the words of his father. He believes his father cheated on his mom. Yeah. He believes Yeah, that was messed up. He thought there was another, another whole other life he yep. had. He thought he didn't want to be home. He was it's, just helping people out. And he he was a wandering save the town. He oh. was a There's a song that plays in the middle of the movie, Ramblin' Man. He was the Ramblin' Man. Um but the credit up plays that. Let's see who else we got in this movie. Um, DeVito, we got Lang, Crudup. Helena Bartom Carter as the witch and Jenny is a heartbreaking character because she loves him. Mm-hmm. And Edward Bloom comes to her home. There's that scene when he rebuilds her whole house. Remember he has the giant push it over because it's crooked? He's leaning. That's so funny. He puts his hat on the hook. Mm-hmm. It's all quiet and weird. And he picks it right back up, puts it on. He's got to leave. She's like, you could leave it there. Dang. I mean, you feel for she, because she, as, as a young girl, she wanted to, like, she's like, you know, I'm eight and you're 18. When I'm 18, you'll be 28. You're really good with arithmetic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then when he comes back, she's like, I married a fella. I was, he was 28, I was 18. Turns out, that's a big difference. I was like, oh, man. Oh, story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he, he's like, he can't. He, he's like, I love my wife. And he leaves. And it's, it's like, I thought he was going to have cheated on his wife. When I first saw it, I thought, man, he has another life. He found this deed to this house. He didn't. He loved his wife and never cheated on her. That's powerful, man. It, it's, but she plays the witch and the, um, the Jenny. Don't you say something? Isn't that addressed? Yeah, because she's like, like, you can't be the witch because the witch is young. And yeah. she's like, we understand. In his mind, there's only two women. Yeah, your, your mother and everybody yeah. else. Yeah, that's amazing. Dang, what a great stinking movie, dude. Until I watched it again recently, I didn't get it. Like I told Henry, I was like, because he, he Henry's always like, it's it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. And I'm just like, I just it just was it was all right. But then watching it again as an like like now, as opposed to you know my mid twenties, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's just so much depth <clears throat> in this movie. It's crazy, dude. I feel like. It starts out, you know, with the whole swamp scene, all that stuff, and he comes in, and as a young kid, he says something to the witch, and he says, he says something to the to the witch, and he says, "Well, man, I, I kind of don't want to know, but if I know how I go, that means that I can basically do anything I want to do yes. because it can't kill me." And I think that, and him constantly believing that, allowed him to do whatever the heck he wanted to and do. Yeah, we didn't him. even talk about the war. Dude, I mean, everything. his life he could was do, incredible. He could do anything. And I feel like it's it, it's kind of a weird thing where... I didn't even think about I feel that. like when I look at his life and what he did, it's kind of like a thing where if, if people live that way, and this is going to get kind of deep, and you can, might be do able to edit it. Let's this go. out, but like, I feel like when you take a guy like him who is fearless, has all this ambition to do all these things, and he gets to a place like Spectre, and, and it's... He stops there, and it's kind of one of those things where I look at it like that's kind of like the norm. People are like, you can't do that. Nobody has done that before. No one's or, ever left the town. Nobody's ever left. People are happy there. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a perfect – and he says, I don't ever plan on finding any place better than this, but right. I am, I'm not ready to settle, to settle anywhere. I have, to settle I anywhere. too much stuff to do. I have, I, I have a, lot of, a lot of ambition that I need to get out and do it. And I, and I don't know, me watching this movie, I'm like, okay, like I – I feel like this guy, he's he's ready to do everything. This town is too small for him. He needs to go and explore and do everything. He runs into Spectre, and it's like, I could stay here, and I could probably be happy. 
got you know do all of these things, but he's like, I can't. And even though everybody there is like, are you kidding? You're nuts. This is the best place that you're ever gonna find. And I feel like that's kind of a lot of. I feel like there's a lot of things that you could compare that to in life with you when you're doing stuff, and people want to tell you you can't do something or because nobody just because it doesn't like it's I don't know maybe that's not the right kind of or thing. or the why aren't you married yet? Why don't you have kids yet? How can be because I'm not ready to be that guy forever right now. Like it's like some everybody's life's different. Yes, everybody's got to approach their life different. I can't do my life the way Henry did his, the way you did yours. Right. Everybody's has to be different. When you start trying to mimic somebody else's, you're not going to be happy. And the, the beauty of his character is, I got this perfect life right here I could do, but why not go live and he my realized, life? And he realized, yeah, he, like, he knows. well, you're early. Well, of course, someone like him, he's not supposed to be there, Wherever, whatever there is. We know those people what? that are supposed to be there early. That ain't us. Well, so then that's, and, and you know, and then going on further in life, I feel like either. he just, I don't know, he, he lived, wanted to help everybody. And, you know, and again, it ties back to, I feel like with, Edward Bloom, I, I feel like there are some things that I can see in him, and, and it's almost like he ha- he helped so many people, was a great guy, achieved more than most people would ever ch- achieve in their life, but yet still had a big disconnect with his family. And it's a thing where it, it's you, you time, it's the same 24 hours, and it's kind of one of those things where I feel like he did all of these great things, but they were still, you can't can't be everywhere. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's it's just so deep. This whole his whole thing was so deep and at the end, I don't even know if we should talk about that. Yeah, you know, is it like just when like when Go ahead, we're here. We can jump all when over. his yeah. son finishes the story. That is the most incredible thing I've ever but seen. But his son Cuz at first he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. I don't know how it ends, dad. You never told me but this. But then one. his dad's face like he, he never told me he saw on the with eyes which, Yes. Never but told he also him. I feel like his, he his dad Needed him. Yes, yes, he did. I feel like for him, he was like, like that was probably one. Like I feel it like can't... that was all his all his son wanted. It was like, like I don't feel like you. Like I don't have anything to offer you because you're Edward Bloom. And at this point, he's like, you got to tell me how it goes. And I think that was just such a. He was so negative about everything with his dad. And then at the end, when he his that's what was so amazing about it was that even though there was a life of disconnect. At the end, they were together. And the thing is, I think disconnect is hard because I think even though Bloom was gone a lot, he loved, like, he told him stories all the time. At night, he would tuck him in, tell him stories. Which one do you want to hear tonight? Like, he loved his son. But all the time, it's very easy to only see the bad and forget the good. It's kind of like they say that our brains, which is weird, if someone tells us a good thing and a bad thing, we remember the bad thing more, which is, it's true. I remember bad things people told me All years ago. All you is watch the news to, to understand that. They don't want to put a good story up. They want you to see the, the terrible, the horrible. But he, his mind, he remembered all the, like, he's like, he wasn't there, and he was gone a lot, and he, he forgot all the good. But I think you're right, dude. When his dad, it's heartbreaking. He, he's like, please tell me how it ends. And he, he, looked, he looks around for a doctor, and then he just starts telling it. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful, dude. He was, and I pick you up, and you weigh nothing. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like you're, you're, you're weightless. I dude, pick you right up. I don't know how they did that. See, because he picks, he's yeah, it was holding great. them it was like great. it's not. Yeah. Like you, if I try to pick someone up, and even they're, if they're heavy at all, you can tell I'm straining myself. You can't fake that I am. You're all like. <laughs> <laughs> 
But he looks like he's just standing up with a guy in his full grown yeah. man in his hands. Doesn't even phase him. I don't know how he he puts him in a car, which means yeah, you get weird lean. Which, which means there ain't no strings. Right. And he's just like loop. <laughs> just puts <laughs> him right in. Same sound effect. That whole that whole end scene. And it's the old oh. car from the kid. The yep. Charger. Yeah. It's and everyone him there. driving in the Charger with the windows down, his hair in the wind. Man, dude, he was such a pimp. With his handymatic in the back seat, yep. and he tells his kids the story. Like he, be, he, this, it, 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 the story continues. And dude, when the doctor put him on blast, that was incredible. You know, you know what really happened the day you were born? Your dad wasn't here. He was out working. Your mom came in. He came three weeks early. He couldn't yep. have really helped it. It wasn't that he missed yep. it and he was upset. And that's how it happened. He's like, I gotta prefer the other story. <laughs> it's just like, dang, dude. And you know, I think too, like the whole time that last visit. I think he was kind of getting it on all ends of the spectrum, too, because when he's talking with his wife about, oh, you didn't tell me about the war. You didn't tell me about this and that. And he's like, well, because didn't happen, didn't happen. And she's like, but it's so romantic. And he's like, and he, you could tell he's just like, I can't escape this guy. Yeah, he's he's on. But his then last they leg find here. a letter. Cause you, dude, when they tell her at the real funeral, when all the people are showing up and it's full and it's packed, then you, he starts realizing, holy shit. My dad was the man. Like, These stories, he might have embellished pieces. The best is Steve Buscemi's just telling stories, and he accidentally hits him. Oh, come on in. Here's this. <laughs> Everybody's telling stories about him. And it's that's that's how I want my funeral to be, dude. Just a whole bunch of people telling stories about me, dude. But the problem is, Henry's like, <clears throat> like Bloom, and I'm like Bob from La Bamba. I'm be like, am I my first or my last? <laughs> dude, I, I think what... I think like when he's taking him down the hill and he sees all the people there more than just more than just the people like they're just that his stories are true. It's you get a visual of all the people that he helped and all the people yep. that genuinely were like that he made a difference in their life. Everything, yeah. He made and it's he, older versions like they're not conjoined twins, but they are twins. Right. There's differences, but the giant is a twenty story. Yeah, he's nine feet. Yeah, you know it's. It's still got a big old dong. <laughs> Screw. Screw. Carl. Hey, friend. <laughs> what happened to your shoes? <laughs> You're just trying to leave again, aren't you? Um, Here, you can hold my backpack. <laughs> I love the, the first, speaking of the, of, the, of the bedtime stories, the first one, he's like, you want to talk about the monkey and the wrench or the something something? And he's like, I want to hear about the witch in the swamp. I can't tell you that. Your mama says you have nightmares. And he's like, and he's like, look, he's like, I'm not scared. And he goes, and neither was I. And I was in the water. And he jumps right into it. It was so good. I love, I, dude, that's really funny, dude. Oh, he's, that, I'm telling you, this, this movie, I can watch it because I feel like I. You get more from it every time you watch I, it. And I feel like it, it, it helps me, it, as weird as it is, just like, I don't know, I, I feel like there's a lot of. And maybe I overanalyze the movie a little bit, but no, I think, dude, it's, I think it's, there's so much riches because I think it's very easy to judge our parents. Yeah, they, they did things wrong. Look at the negative. You didn't give me what I needed. But our parents are just people doing the best they can. Sometimes they show up when you're 30, but you, I mean they're people. Love <laughs> <laughs> <Hello>, you, Daddy. <laughs> There was a time in my young life where I was... That was for me, myself, and Irene, by the way, the lovey daddy. Oh, I know exactly. I was starting to talk about some mother- neutrons He's- and protons. <laughs> you better have a mother aneurysm. <laughs> oh, what did he so- say? Like, 
You're going to you're Stanford? So, yeah, some non-Ivy League. <laughs> no, it's, it's still a good school. Oh, yeah, for me. <laughs> He's like giving them crap, going to Stanford. <laughs> Man, I had the flu. Flu, you better have a mother aneurysm going to score like that. <laughs> They're all so smart. Dude. And they swear like Richard Pryor. They're all oh, up their tables great. in Menza. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we so stupid. Stinking Jim Carrey's like, I'm gonna have to bust a cap. Ah, I love you, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, Daddy. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> They're that all, movie's amazing. It's amazing. My favorite dude. part of that movie is when he puts his hand on the gun, starts moving it slowly, and he blows his finger off. Oh yeah, it's incredible. Where's my thumb? Where's my thumb? <laughs> Dude, that movie is insane, dude. Man, Daddy, you got an asshole on your chin. <laughs> you gonna wipe your, blow your nose and wipe your ass at the same time? <laughs> that movie, dude. Oh, it's so good. That movie's, that movie's crazy. Um, that was for you. <laughs> so, um, before we get in racist right, how can you support the podcast? Listen, patreon.com Give me slash the money, Lebowski. <laughs> right, right, Dave, listen, Buscemi... Is How about when he robs the bank, bro? <laughs> Dude. I love when he's like, wait a minute. He's like, your deposit Edward, slip. I got your deposit slip. I just didn't want you to leave empty handed. <laughs> such a good guy. They were robbed, all right, but it wasn't by a bank robber. <laughs> he becomes a millionaire. It was by like, the government. Yeah, he became it a kind millionaire. Of, it, it, like, the, how that kind of and works out. And that's who invests in the town. Dude, yep. It's amazing. Dude, dude. It kind of, that whole, with him and how stuff just kind of worked out is almost like, how in Forrest Gump, how he does things, and then it turns into, like, oh, it he said happens. We never, like, he invested in a fruit company. He said we'd never have to worry about money again. Apple. <laughs> then Jenny magically shows back up after she's stinking used and abused and gives him AIDS. <laughs> uh, you know what? I watched that the other day. Just a, Everybody a piece, thought it was a love story? I thought it she was, was the a piece. Hoochie. It was the piece when, when uh, Jenny meets, uh, introduces him to Little Forrest, and he's like, Jenny, is he... And I'm like, oh, dude, I like that I'm part's like, even worse. Oh, even man. It, dude. What's like, worse, that scene or when he's talking to Jenny about the kid in school, about their kid in school, talking to the grave? Oh, my. <sighs> she's, she's so smart. Like, oh, oh, my, my God. gosh, dude. <laughs> and then man. you find out it ain't even his kid. No, it's late. <laughs> I don't know why, but he's a badass drummer. <laughs> His daddy's name's Forrest, too? <laughs> then Forrest Griffin's like, hell yeah, it is. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker's like, what? <laughs> he's like, man, I got daddy's eye. <laughs> Forrest looking at me and Mama's grave at the same time. <laughs> Who's that phenomenon? He had the... He had the uh, Delilah, you out there? Forrest Whitaker when he's on that one? Yeah, dude. dude. He was on Vision Quest, too. Did he was that? just on something else I watched, too. Last Stand with Schwarzenegger. He played the FBI guy. If you was the last time you seen that, I haven't seen that. Oh my! Louis Guzman, Johnny Knoxville, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Oh my! <laughs> so Patreon.com/slash/RhythmTheTray. No, we're not talking about tequila. It's a place you can go and just support the show. You give a dollar a month to make the podcast go. Pays the bills. Dude, what's up with all the rhymes? <laughs> I don't mean Summer to. show, make it go. Don't you know? <laughs> Anybody <laughs> want a peanut? <laughs> No more rhyming. I mean it. (laughs) Oh, man. There's no softer ground than town. (laughs) Too bad he's like, she just might be my mate. That wouldn't be so great. Great, 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 great. great, great, great. (laughs) Nutty Professor. Oh, that's what it was. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Um, <coughs> I'm going to die. So if you want to give a dollar a month at the podcast, go. That'd be awesome. Um, that's patreon.com slash redrumthetray. Also, if you like T-shirts, we have redrum.threadless.com. has T-shirts for sale. We have the Dang Gina design, the Raised by Movies Rocky design, and Red Rum Classic are all available right now to buy at redrum.threadless.com. And we've been asked by one of our supporters, who doesn't want to support us on, a month, on the monthly, but wants to give us a one-time gift, we put out a PayPal um, button. Yeah, shout out to Johnny Short, dude. What a great idea. We're going to put a, pay- a PayPal give button. Give us the money, Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a button on the website. You just want to throw a donation one time. Time, you can Uh-oh. go ahead and do that and support the show. We'd love it. One now, time donation five hundred dollars. I ain't gonna stop you. Raised us right. Here it is. Listen, the older I get, the more big fish stories I have. But there's a lot of truth to these stories. But you gotta embellish, dude. As we tell them, we used to, you can tell, tell your story the about way, with someone's butt. You gotta be good. The way you tell it, the pause. You learn yes. how to tell a story better. It's you gotta. Know about this like a mug just speaking so much, dude. <coughs> the stories, like I tell the story how I met my wife. All the elements I put in are true. I was lost in the woods. I came to the house at like two in the morning. I'm wrapped in a blanket. I'm in my boxers and a wife beater. That's the name of a t-shirt, by the way, in case you don't know that. People call it that, right? He was just a girlfriend beater at that time. <laughs> Jeez. Um, he didn't have the stains on it. <laughs> Shoot me first. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I, had a, I had a coming officer. Oh, dude. It's my fault. Cops, dude. Always the white shirt with the stains on it. That show, dude. Is it still in the air? Is cops still in the air? I don't know, but he's always like, dumb bitch. <laughs> Screw. <laughs> um, but. No, but now they have live PD, which is even better. No. Yes. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> for all three of us here, we see life as an adventure. Yes. Life is meant to be lived. And so we live <clears throat> and we make adventures out of small things because we just, we just have an idea and we'll just run with it. And the stories we tell, like, I don't know how people live lives that are boring because there's so much life to ha- eat. Like, like, there's so much to do, so much to enjoy, so many people to, to just get to know. Like, I was in a lift and talked to a guy who was a Venezuelan um, asylum refugee in America. Left, fled his country because of communist rule. And we're talking over his hour ride in Orlando. And I'm just, we're just talking. I'm You're just, like, dang, take my job. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him, like, does anyone mean to you here in Orlando? He goes, you know, I live. He goes, good thing I don't speak English. <laughs> if they are, I don't understand. <laughs> but, like, talking to him about life was so wonderful, man. It was just so cool. And when you, t- when you tell your story and you see your life as this adventure, like, often we're the star of our movie. Yes. We're living this bigger-than-life story. And we Listen, tell when them, I tell a story, I'm not the vice president. <laughs> you got to be the man. You can't. <laughs> dude. Dude, I you know what I'm saying? That's awesome, dude. I'm not the vice president. That's awesome, That's a good one. I got to say, give me back my son. <laughs> I ain't got no kids, but I'm Bill Gibson in my story. I thought that. You. I thought. I thought that was Gilbert Grape, dude. <laughs> No. She's like, I want to see my son. Yeah, she starts stopping and then she gets out of breath. <laughs> but that's a that's a great point. We tell a story, and it's there's there's adventure, there's drama, there's tension, there's there's a, the, the high point of action. Dude, was, there's more times than not that I will tell a story, and Andrew's like, it didn't even go down that way. I'm like, no, but you know, everybody loves that story. That's, Listen, when I tell a story, I'm Jack from This Is Us. Okay, 
That's I'm how Jack it is. from Lost, dude. Dang, they're both good Jacks. Yeah. Jack's like, I'm Robin Williams, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Simple Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what is Simple Jack? What is, what is his uh, line? He just... Something about his eyes uh, raining or something. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes got a leak. <laughs> What is that? I don't even know that. Tropic Thunder. Thunder. I haven't ben, seen ben that. Ben Stiller plays the... <gasps> it might be the it. best comic in the last oh, 10 years, Tropic Thunder. I even it. though it was 15 years ago. No, it's <laughs> not. I don't think it's the last 10 years. I think you're right, yo. I think I am, too. Um, but having stories, like a Big Fish story, it's... <sighs> most of my stories, 90% of them are straight up. Like I might, like, for example, when I met, I was lost in the woods, in a blanket, in my boxers, Went to the wrong house, knocked on the door. Now, I tell the story. I told the story. It was wintertime? It was uh, fall. Oh, okay. Because I'm picturing Clydesdale's Budweiser horses. It, it, it might be the end of summer, and it was just a little chilly, so I had uh, like, my, my blue blanket I used to have downstairs. Your blue blocker? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Old man sunglasses you put over your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, dude. Oh, and you got your cup. <laughs> So she answers the door, and I told the, I told the story on a bus in Orlando, and I had the whole back half of the bus listen to the story because they're all Michigan people from the thumb. So tell them I met Angie, and they're all this. Oh my gosh, that didn't happen. Now I forgot that Angie answered the door, and her sister was right next to her. Like I don't remember the sister because I met Angie. So I, I leave her out of the story, and I leave the fact that she knew where Adam was. You know, at the end of the driveway, like is a mile half. Uh, but I leave these pieces out because the the, the drama is all there. The being scared yeah. in the woods, the door opens a random woman I don't know. Those are all things that happened. So I tell the story in a way that increases the drama, the tension, and you got to tell a story with a payoff. There's got to be a payoff. People tell yes, stories yes. sometimes, and there's no point. Oh. And it's how many times somebody telling you a story, and you're like. Just get to the point, please. I don't or you just go, oh, you want to tell that again, dude? It was so amazing. <laughs> or you're like, you start doing stuff, and you're like, uh-huh, yep, I got you. Dude. On your phone, like, yeah, that's awesome, dude. There has to be a high point of action. And sometimes you, you feel the guy lying because you're trying to figure out what the high point of action is. You start making stuff up. That's the worst, man. Dude, the best is that, like, we'll tell that story about him and I at, at, at a at a establishment. And there's, a, <laughs> a fight. Pops. there's a fight that breaks out. And uh, we're sitting there, and we're getting ready to leave. And this dude walks into this place and just punches right away, another dude. R- right away, we looked at each other, and we're like, these guys are going to have their trouble. How long and ago was this? Uh, it must have been a while. Years. It had to have been longer than that. I don't know. It was Nate Diaz and Michael Johnson fight was on that night, so it's not that long ago. Maybe five, six years, I'd say. Uh, maybe six years. Okay. Six years. So you're getting ready to leave. <laughs> What time is it? Midnight? We tried to pay no, our tab. Yeah, it was before midnight. It was like 11.30 or something. But We tried to pay our tab like three times that night. And so we're sitting there, and we're like, we're getting ready to leave. Get my coat. All right. And then this next thing you know, there's... How many guys walk in? How many guys? Two guys. Two okay. guys. But they start, um, you know, they start, they, there's just a big pile up, and the bouncer's like, call the cops. Yeah, yeah. they start straight up on the dance floor. Yeah, like, like, yeah they're going like at Like West it, Side man. Story, they're going. And it's like it's getting bad. Like there's the, the people trying to break it up. Yeah, I mean it, they're go, they're throwing, and the bouncer runs the opposite way. Yeah, right. Comes over right by me and Henry is yelling to the bartender. Call the, call cops, the cops! Call the cops! So me and Henry look at each other, <laughs> and we're like, "We're we gonna let these guys fight in our bar." He's wearing slip-on shoes, and no, I'm wearing flip-flops. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did have slip-ons on. <laughs> I had my checkerboard shoes, boat shoes. So. I'm like, are we going to let these guys fight in our bar? And we're like, nope. And we both take our last drinks of our beers. 
And then this is the best part because like, he, my guy gets shorter every time. His guy gets taller every time. Every time. <laughs> my, so, my, the so story go, today go, is uh, it, it's literally Carl. Yeah, it, yeah, it's Carl and Danny DeVito. It's because, <laughs> no, no, it's Carl and the Indian guy. So, yeah, it's and, a soggy I, bottom. If you know, if you know, soggy if you know me and Henry, you know Henry is what five seven on a good day, and I'm five ten, so I'm a little bit bigger, not that much bigger. But I'm like a big, big guy. One guy's like, like legit six foot, six one. And the guy's five eight. And I tell Henry, of course, me being me, say, I go left, you go right. Because the big guy's over there. Henry's like, no, man, I go left, you go right. And I'm like, okay. He's got chanclas on. So he grabs this dude that's way taller, and you just hear that. Like he's sliding. So we break it up like nothing, because it's the, this is just. Two drunk guys, and we just snatched them up. And we didn't throw any punches, just broke it up. But every time we tell the story, it gets crazier and crazier. The funny thing is, though, is, like, the guy literally, like, I didn't know he was that big, like, that tall, because he was bent over just yeah, all bobs on this dude. Yeah, yeah. And I literally just went in, trapped one of his arms, and kind of bear-hugged him, picked him up, and I kind of walked him over to a different area so that... We I, separated them. Separated So Henry goes like, one way, I go the other way. And he's way. like... Get off me, get off me. And I and I, I said, I'm like, look, dude, I'm not letting you go until you calm down. I'm not trying to fight you. I'm not trying to do anything, but you need to calm down or it's going to get bad for you, dude. That's it. All right, I'm good, I'm good. And I'm like, all right, what are you drinking? Let me buy you a beer. And that's it. And, and the it, guy that I grabbed was the guy who walked in who was trouble. Yeah. And I just threw him in the chair and pointed at him, and that was it. And he was sat there. Holy and cow. The bouncer got fired. Number of course one. he did. You don't, one. What are you doing running away from that? I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that that he well, ran like that. It, it, it was it was wild, man. And honestly, we were we're trying to just get out of there, but it was just a thing where but cops we are going to show up in a minute because this is blown way out of proportion. And they were and it's Grand Blank. It ain't Flint. It's a nice bar, right? What would happen? We would have been there. You know, nobody would have broken up. And I who mean, knows? Cops would have came and and, and the and guy that Henry grabbed, he was the innocent bystander who just got punched. And that guy told Henry, "Dude, I've never been in a fight in my life." And Henry goes, dude, you were whipping his ass, dude. And he, like, <laughs> he was teeing off. He was on freaked him, out, though. He was scared because that was the first time he's ever been in a fight. That guy just punched him because he was a big guy. And he was standing at the wrong place at the right time. He pulled a Lenny on him, dude. Oh, man. He kind of felt bad. Curly and Lenny, dude. Even though he whipped on the guy, he was shaking up, man. What's was... funny, though, is we, we could totally just be like, man, some drunk dudes started getting in a scuffle. We broke it up, dude. If no, you don't know about the flip flops and the checkered yeah. shoes, that kind of makes a big difference. And about the height and about like, the it's just, opposite. Like, it's. The story gets more elaborate every time, but at the end of the day, the story happened. Me and Henry were both there. We can vouch for what happened. And the details make the story yes, go. Yes, they do. And especially when me and him are together, we go back and forth telling different details. And people know and love me and Henry, so they love hearing these kind of stories. That's the raise this right. We're all, all we the, all have big fish stories. And we're all storytellers. Yes. We're good storytellers. I sometimes, you get a new story, you'll call me. Got story. I, I, I sit down, I just smile like, all right, bring it to me. I'm yes. pumped to get it. I'm, sometimes it's just literally just about trying to find a bathroom. But you tell it so well, Dude, but I'm laughing the, the, day, the whole time. At the end of the day, I left the truck with a bottle of water, and I came back with one sock. Dude, <laughs> Dude so listen, this is, this is one, too, where I feel like this story, it changes all the time, too, man. So, like, we're sitting there, and I was driving. We were doing a job over, uh, where was this job at that we were doing? Um... Um, it was off 96. I'm trying to remember the city. Um, what's, what's over by 96, over by Kensington? 
Um, South Lion. Okay. Okay. So I'm doing a, I'm doing a job in South Lion, driving. We're talking on the phone, and he's on 23, and I'm driving. I'm I driving just, a semi. He's driving he's a semi. Driving I'm driving a work van. So I'm driving. This was this was years, years ago, right? This is like 08. This is one of the best stories, and I think a lot of it too is because, and we tell the story the way that it happened in our heads. Yes, but yes. Realist, there's been more times than not where we just stop and we're like, dude, if somebody was just listening to us, it wouldn't even sound anything like that. But we tell it the way that it happened in our heads. So I'm driving, we're talking, and I'm like. He's like, oh, hey, man. You know, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm just getting on uh, 96. And he's like, where are you headed to? I'm like, oh, South Line. And he's like, no kidding. I said, where are you at? He's like, I'm about two miles from 96 on 23, and I'm getting ready to get on 96. And I'm like, this is like. And we're headed the same direction. Same direction. I'm like, I'm about to see you on the road, dude. Yeah, this we're is We're only about five, six miles apart. This has never happened. So before, I'm in a dude. semi, and I'm in a, I got an oversized load. So I, I'm going to 55. Maybe 52. He's on in his van, and he puts his four ways on. Dude. It goes in the slow lane. He's going like 45. <laughs> I'm going. Because he's like, got to see me. His exit's <laughs> coming up. It's coming up. And we're like, on the phone this whole I'm like, time. I'm like, hey, man, where are you Dude, at? Where are you at, bro? Where are you at? I'm like, I'm like, exit this. <laughs> so we're on the phone. Henry's waiting, waiting, looking in his rear views with his four ways on, waiting for me to appear on the highway. And it's like a gloomy day. It's kind of gloomy. We're sitting, we're driving. I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is happening. Like, this is about to go down, dude. Like, <laughs> this, so I am he's, so excited. He's like, losing speed because his ex is coming up and I haven't seen him yet. I haven't seen him. I'm like, dude, where are you at? Where are you at? Red Squirrel. And then he Red just squirrel, sees this big truck. <laughs> And Oversized have, load, I'm flags on it. I'm literally bouncing in my seat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah we're going to see each other. Yeah, we're going to see each other. Finally. And as I'm in I the start middle getting lane. off the highway yes. on my ramp, that's when I see him. And I see him and he honk, honk. I'm like, you. So we you, are pointing you. at each other through the windows. <laughs> yeah, that's you. you that's oh. you. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm like, woo. Like, I'm like, we're so excited that we just saw each other. Grown ass men. <laughs> we just saw each other. In our work vehicle, we're so excited. And then I'm like, <laughs> all right, man. And then I just see him going, go. does the turn, <laughs> and I'm just like, <sighs> dude. The next day, I kid you not. The next day, I like, it's like for like months, for months. Like every time, I'm like, hey, dude, where you at? He's like, I'm in Port here. Where you at? I'm like, oh man, <laughs> South yeah, Lion well, still. Dude. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. But that story, it's again, it just was. Oh man, we build attention in that story, and all you, all I see on the corner of my eye is Andrew going. Shade. <laughs> that's, that, that's, a, that's a perfect example. The story, the uh, of course, like the detail, but also just the emotion and just the the oh man, you're the, the build, joy the build. And yes. Just like, oh man, and and then people are just like, you grown ass mugs, and you guys are just like. But like, these, I'm hearing this story, and I'm I'm in it. I'm, yeah, I'm you're pumped, picturing I'm it. I'm laughing. I'm enjoying it. That's the thing about these stories. These like stories are life. Like like. Big Fish stories, you're right, Tony. Big Fish stories are okay. They're good. I love hearing them. Um, it's great. Dude, so I'm at um, Gene and Lori's for what were we for? Christmas Eve? Yeah, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. I'm the only one left there at the bar because I drank way too much and drank <laughs> to my head for the night. <laughs> so Stupid, dude. me and Gene... And who else was there? There's a couple other people there who started telling stories about Chumley. Oh, man. They're telling stories about Mike and Chumley. 
and like crazy stories. I tell this one that I've heard from Mike and Chumley about how crazy it was. And I tell a couple details and Gene looks at me and goes, I mean, I don't know if it happened like that, but I mean, I remember that happening. And that, that, it's a big fist story. It gets better with crazier details. The story was they were running from the cops and they're on dirt bikes and they're going back behind Mike's parents where all yeah. that property, yeah. the cops can't get up there. And the story that we heard was, Shumley's back tires getting hit by the cop car and they're running from the cops and they lose them. And I and then and Gene's like, I don't know about the I mean, I don't I don't know about the cop car hitting the tire, but and I'm just like, but the visual of that and Shumley's being so funny, you <laughs> know, it's it's amazing. Right. That story is better than them getting away from the cops and running in the woods. I got a story. My dad <clears throat> my dad tells me this story and I'm I, I'm never gonna be able to say it the way that he says it, okay? But I'm gonna try. So we used to live in Beecher, right? And we're over there. There used to be these the the next door neighbor dog, the next door neighbor's dog okay. used to get into the trash all the time. And my dad, one time he gets home from work, and my dad will brag that he can he can throw a football over those mountains over there. Like he's just <laughs> that guy and he's got like Billy the Kid dead aim, you know what I mean? So he's like, Man, I hear this I hear this dog, man, he's getting right and the dog, he said, every time you go up to the fence, the neighbor's house, the dog would always be kind of growling at him like he didn't like my dad that much. So my dad's sitting there one night. He's like, I get home from work, work a second shift. That dog gets out, and he's going into the trash again. And my dad says, the only thing I could grab was a wrench. So I grab a wrench, and he said, and he throws the wrench right at the dog, hits the dog right between the eyes. <laughs> the dog was running away. Here's why this is funny. So my dad starts telling the story. He's like, I kid you not, man. A couple days goes by. And uh, he goes over to the neighbor's house. Now, this is, he goes into the driveway where there's no fence. He said, that dog comes running out of the house and jumps. And my dad, of course, the dog gets bigger. The distance gets farther. The wrench gets bigger this whole entire time. And he's like, that dog jumps up in the air just like a lion. He goes, I don't have nothing in my hand. But he goes, you some bitch. And he acts like he's reaching down to grab something. He goes, and that dog in midair did a U-turn. <laughs> And ran the other the way because he thought he had the rest. <laughs> and my dad tells that story. It is one of my favorite. I can listen. He tells people that have all time because you picture this dog in midair. <laughs> the dog did like one of those Michigan U-turn signs that have the arrow that goes around, dude. He says that one night he threw him, hit him in the eyes, and the next time the dog in midair turns around, dude. That's great. And then hey, the owner you... goes. The owner he goes. Then the, then the dog's owner looks at me, and goes, "Damn, did you see that?" <laughs> If you know Henry's dad, this is the best story of Dude, all time. It's great. So next week on the podcast is episode one hundred. So here's something we're gonna Hundy. do. If you have any questions at all you want to answer on air, send us emails this week. <coughs> the brothers at redrumtheatre.com. And we will answer any questions we get this week. It's a special QA episode. Any questions at all for anything, we'll do. But we each have one movie. It's gonna be a three-way vote this this uh, time. So Henry, what's the movie you're putting in for, for voting for our hundred episode? What do you got? I'm going to go with, hey, you guys. <laughs> Which Goonies. I disagree with because it's going to win because it's a classic, amazing movie. So we have The Goonies. Tony, what do, you, what do you put forward as your champion? Because we talked about it during this podcast, and I love it, and the cast is incredible. Williams. And the movie is so funny, and the stinking hitman who's addicted to heroin keeps passing out. <laughs> Death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie. And I'm, because of Steve Buscemi and how much I love him as an actor, I'm going with a Coen Brother classic, Fargo. So that's a three-way vote. Is it Goonies or Smoochie or Fargo? Make your voice heard. Make your vote. And we'll see who wins for our 100th episode coming up. 
And you listen to the podcast on the iTunes Podcast Store or on Spotify. If you like the podcast, leave a review. You follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dietre. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. I'm Henry. And we'll see you <laughs> next time at the Red Rum Theater. And we're out!